0: 0. It is a Thursday, the 16th of November. Good to have you aboard, for the Believe Podcast Network, and presented as always by Anajar and Levine, accident attorneys, 800-747-3, 800 747 Mark Anajar, Glenn Levine, Ellie Anajar. Let them put their unique skill set to work for you get you the compensation you deserve they were there for me when I needed them and they're going to be there for you Anna and Levine accident attorneys 800-747-3 800-747-3733 we got a lot going on week 11 of the NFL begins tonight Bengals and Ravens all your favorite pro sports leagues they are off and running and bet online Remains your top spot for all your live betting action and contests NFL, college football, UFC, NHL. They're all in full swing. Bet Online, your number one source for wagering news, odds, trends, and predictions. All the hoops betting action, along with every sport, available at your fingertips with both desktop and mobile access at any time. Head to Bet Online today and remember to use the promo code BELIEVE. B-L-E-A-V, for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. How can you beat that? Bet online where the game starts. Glad to have you here with us today. We got a fun show planned with week 11 starting. We're going to get your fantasy football team set. We're we're down to the nitty gritty. You got to get those dubs. You want to make your fantasy football playoffs. Jamie Eisenberg, CBS Sports Fantasy Football. He joins us every Thursday. He'll get us the tips, how to set your lineup, who to start, who to sit his best plays. We'll talk about Thursday Night Football with him. We'll talk Dolphins, who are back in action this weekend with him as well. And also, huge pro wrestling weekend, AEW Full Gear is this Saturday night. Alex Marvez is going to join us. AEW television personality and, of course, SiriusXM XM NFL Raider, Radio. Covered the Dolphins for the Miami Herald for many years, so we'll talk Dolphins. We'll talk some NFL. We'll talk some all-elite wrestling with our pal Alex Marvez. He will join us on the show today as well. But tonight, week eleven of the National Football League gets going, and we have a doozy. This is a good one tonight. This is separation week for the AFC North. You look at this AFC North: Baltimore, Pittsburgh, Cleveland, Cincinnati. Baltimore seven and three. Pittsburgh and Cleveland six and three. Cincinnati. Five and four. This is separation week because tonight you have Cincinnati and Baltimore. Sunday, you have Cleveland and Pittsburgh. This is a big-time game tonight. If you're a Dolphin fan, and we're all Dolphin fans, of course we are, we are rooting for Cincinnati tonight. If Cincinnati, And Cincinnati desperately needs this game. If Cincinnati can get a win tonight, Baltimore loses, Miami... I think we all expect them to beat Vegas this weekend. Then the Dolphins could jump up to number two. Most importantly, they would jump ahead of Baltimore in the standings. Of course, the Dolphins play Baltimore in week 17. Yes, they play Baltimore in Baltimore in week 17. So if the Bengals can... Dolphins had a great bye week. Everyone they needed to lose lost. If they can get a little bit of help tonight... From the Bengals in Baltimore, that second spot, which is what you want if you're a Dolphin fan. You want that second spot because what does that mean? It means that the Dolphins, they win their division and they would get a home game in the divisional round. And if everything works out, maybe you get a home game in the AFC Championship too. I mean, can it be like 1992 where the Dolphins hosted the Buffalo Bills last time they were in the AFC title game? They got lucky that year too because the Dolphins were the two-seed. The number one seed, I think maybe it was Pittsburgh. They lost to Buffalo in that second round. May not have been Pittsburgh. I don't remember. And the Dolphins hosted the AFC title game. So tonight's a huge game from a Dolphin fan perspective. We're rooting hard for the Cincinnati Bengals this evening. So that's what's on the line tonight. Before we get to Jamie, all right, I want to do a little bit of heat with you here. Heat and Panthers, both back in action tonight. Both winning streaks are on the line. That's how it works. When you have a winning streak, and then you play, it's on the line. And the Panthers, five-game winning streak. They're going into Los Angeles to take on the Kings this evening. The Heat, six-game winning streak. They're back home just for one. quirky schedule. They had four on the road, then one at home. Then I think they got five on the road coming up. Brooklyn Nets, winning streaks on the line. Can we get another double-dip tonight. I don't know. I can't predict the future, but I feel pretty good about our favorite little sports teams. So that's what's on the line tonight. We got a very big sports night here this evening, and the Heat, the Heat have already played Brooklyn once. The Heat lost to Brooklyn. It was a game they blew. Terrible fourth quarter. <coughs> it was when the Heat were going through that stretch of awful fourth quarters. Um, And and, and by the way, that game, Robinson, Jaquez Jr., Richardson, Combined to shoot four for 26 against the Nets that night. Those three guys in particular have been playing a lot different lately. I expect tonight to go a lot different for Miami. I'm looking for a seven straight win from our favorite little basketball team. Now, I do want to talk about this, and Trista Crick brought this up on her show yesterday. If you miss any of Zazlow's show 2.0, I always want you to go back and look and check out the archives. I hate when you're behind on shows, but the best part is if you're behind on a show, you can still go back and listen. Tell your friends, tell your family, go back and listen to shows that you haven't listened to yet. Anyway, Trista Crick, she's one of our favorites. I know the Heat fan hates her, but I'm telling you, she's a good girl. And she was on with us yesterday. And of course, you know, she's, she's jabbing you. And, you know, doing the whole Tyler Hero. They're better without Tyler Hero. First of all, half this Heat win streak is with Tyler Hero in the lineup. That's number one. But like I, like I told her yesterday, and then I even thought about it a little bit more. But th- this, unfortunately, is such an easy topic of conversation. Because that was the narrative going into the offseason. The Heat, better without Tyler Hero. They made the run in the postseason without him. And now, the Heat... They got this win streak going on with no Tyler Hero, and they look much better. Like, it's such an easy narrative. And like I said to Trista yesterday, it's annoying because, it's annoying, number one, because they're not better without a player who is scoring 25 points per game. And it's not like we're talking about a player here who is scoring 25 points per game, and it's just all kinds of inefficient. Tyler Hero had like, we're not talking about Jordan Poole. You know, Tyler Hero has been really Really good to start this season. Here's what Tyler's numbers are so far this season. Tyler's averaging 23 points. Hold on a second. I got this stupid ad that's now come on my screen. All right, here we go. Everybody calm down. Tyler Hero's averaging 23 points, 5 rebounds, 5 assists. Excellent numbers. 2-1 to assist to turnover ratio. Not not great, but not bad. All right? He's shooting 45% overall, which right now would be a career high for him. He is shooting 41% from three, which right now would be a career high for him. And, of course, we know he's he's one of the best free throw shooters in the league. He's shooting 88%. The Heat are not better. uh, Excuse me. The Heat are not worse with that guy in the lineup. They're not better without him. That's stupid. But, you know, if I walk into a court of law and you'd walk into a court of law and we're, we're going with the evidence that's in front of us, You're making the case that the Heat are better without Tyler Hero. I might lose that case based on the evidence in front of us. You're not going to get me to believe that the Heat are better without him. But there are a couple of other factors that are at work here. Number one, the beginning of the season. I do think, like I said to Trista yesterday, I do think there's an element of it where to start the year, Tyler is coming out firing, trying to prove to everybody that it's silly to think that they're better without him. I think also since the beginning of the year, we have seen that Bam is a different player now. We're also in a place where Jimmy Butler has now rounded into form. At 32 points a few nights ago, he didn't play in the preseason. He used the first few games. I I don't like it, but he clearly used the first four games to get, you know, going, to get into a rhythm, to get into, you know, Miami Heat basketball form. That plays a part in the Heat starting one and four. You don't think that plays a role in the Heat starting one and four? Their best player, Jimmy Butler, is not quite ready to play, but you're going to blame Tyler Hero. Also, and this is not a small thing, those numbers I just gave you with Robinson, Haquez Jr., and Richardson, when the Heat played Brooklyn at the start of the year, those guys combined to shoot four for 26, two for 17 from three. Those three, in, or those guys right now, and then also add in Highsmith, but Robinson, Hawkes Jr., Richardson have all been fantastic during this stretch. And Haywood Highsmith is finally back in the lineup where he wasn't at the beginning of the year because he was hurt. That That is as big a reason as any for the Heat's success lately is those secondary guys, Bam's giving it to you, Jimmy's giving it to you, but those secondary guys, Robinson wasn't giving it to you at the beginning of the year, Haquez Jr. wasn't, Richardson wasn't playing, and then he was terrible when he started to play, and you also have Haywood Highsmith, who is in the lineup. It's not fair to pin this winning streak on Tyler's absence when all of those guys are now contributing. So watch how much better the Heat are now when they add Tyler Hero back to the lineup, hopefully sooner rather than later. So I don't want to hear about the Heat being better without Tyler Hero. It's completely unfair. There is no scenario where they are better without him in the lineup. So the Heat, Heat have the Nets tonight. Panthers, a little late night with the Panthers action again. I told you I faded last night. after uh, Two or three nights ago? Two nights ago. After the second period, Faded. I didn't catch the third period. Panthers won, though, against the Sharks. I'm going to try and stay up tonight. Good news is, I will have a lot of energy. I won't be too tired when the game is starting. Because tonight, we're hosting Amber and Ian with my girl Amber Wilson. So 7 to 10 p.m., please listen tonight. Uh, ESPN 106.3 FM locally, I believe, carries the show. But definitely, SiriusXM XM, ESPN Radio Channel 80. And, of course, on the ESPN app. Amber and Ian tonight 7 to 10 p.m. I'm filling in again alongside the best girl Amber Wilson so listen tonight we're gonna have a lot of fun we'll, we'll mix in a local flavor any opportunity we can we both love doing that obviously but you get like a national spin you get a national version of uh, of what was Zazlow and Amber that's not anymore Amber's name comes first that's that's the way it is She's big time now and obviously it's Amber and Ian and Jonathan Zazlow is filling in so I hope you guys listen tonight. We're going to have a lot of fun. All right. You know what else is fun that I know once I get done on ESPN radio and I'm going to get into my bed and I'm going to be so comfortable watching the Panthers take on the Kings tonight because I sleep on sheets and giggles. That's right. Sheets and giggles, naturally softer, cooler, the most breathable sheets you've ever slept on. When you go to sheetsgiggles.com, you're now sleeping. You're, you're going to get the best sleep of your life. And once Sheets and Giggles joined Zaslo Show 2.0, I was like, wow, Zazlo Show. You guys are really going somewhere. You got Sheets and Giggles on this show now? That's right. You get the best sleep of your life with Sheets and Giggles, irresistibly soft, eucalyptus sheets. You're going to sleep cool and comfortable all night long. And just like over 100,000 Americans right now, you're going to be sleeping on Sheets and Giggles. You're never going to shop anywhere else. They have their annual fall sale going on right now. But make sure when you go to SheetsGiggles.com, use promo code ZASLO. That gets you 20% off your first order. SheetsGiggles.com. Promo code Zazlo. Boom. 20% off to get you started there. Again, softest, coolest, most breathable sheets. I love having sheets and giggles on the show. Use promo code Zazlo, SheetsGiggles.com. All right. All guests on Zazlo show 2.0 brought to us by the official beer of the program. You know, we're talking Johnny Cuba. European roots with that Caribbean soul, a refreshing German lager in a can. Pick up a six-pack of Johnny Cuba, your local Sedano's, Presidente, Winn-Dixie, E I'm telling you, the most delicious beer you're ever going to have. And, of course, always drink responsibly. And don't forget Johnny Cuba's mantra. Stay Tranquilo. CBS Sports Fantasy Football expert is Jamie Eisenberg. He joins us every Thursday. We have Week 11 getting going tonight probably the best week 11 game or best week 11 game best thursday night game of the season great one Bengals and ravens we'll get to that in a second jamie good morning thanks for joining us as always uh let me start off by asking you mvp of the league right now there's a lot of talk around cj stroud what he's doing with houston is cj stroud in the mvp conversation a legitimate conversation
1: uh yes first off good morning thanks for having me always good to talk to you Zaz um it, it is legitimate I mean you know you you talk about the way he's played and you know he just got the the wow moment you know beating the Bengals and and how he did it you know with the comeback effort and you know you saw the huge game two games ago against Tampa Bay you know the, the statistics are there he's clearly the runaway rookie of the year and my guess is just because you know how awards tend to go okay he's going to get that award he's probably going to lose some MVP votes just strictly on that alone but I mean, look, it's a wide open race. You know, how many times have we talked about Tyreek Hill and Tua Tungavailoa as MVP candidates? You know, just every time you've had me on almost. Um, Mahomes is in the conversation. Lamar Jackson's in the conversation. You know, I'm sure Jalen Hurts, Christian McCaffrey, you know, they're in the conversation. It's, It's a very wide open race right now. And so if Stroud can continue this type of play and they somehow win the division, it might be his award but I think again he's probably just gonna be rookie of the year but you're looking at maybe coach of the year and D'Amico Ryans and, and and the rookie of the year by far
0: what do you make of the Buffalo Bills in general right now five and five obviously another bad loss on Monday night at home to Denver they fire Ken Dorsey how much at fault you think Dorsey was I mean I get it Sean McDermott's not gonna fire himself uh that's just a mess there in Buffalo
1: it definitely is a mess, you know. I mean, certainly from a defensive standpoint, injuries have been a big part. You know, you lose Tre'Davious White, you lose Matt Milano; those are two key pieces on that side of the ball. Offensively, look, I don't think Ken Dorsey's calling, you know, interception left or fumble right. You know, the the players have to take some accountability for what's gone on there. But you know, anytime you have a player like Josh Allen who was an MVP candidate coming into the season, and, and a team in the Bills that you know many thought were going to be in the Super Bowl. Uh, knowing that they've been so bad and had these struggles, you know, sometimes you just need a different voice and, and it just hasn't worked, you know, really over the last year plus of uh, offensive stamp an offensive standpoint, you know, to where they were with Brian Dable calling plays. Um, again, I don't think it's all in Ken Dorsey. And I hope he gets another chance to be a coordinator. I have to go the quarterback coach route first to to get there, but, um, they gotta, they gotta pick things up quickly here, and and you know what, they lost the Jets once already. Uh, the Jets defense has certainly given Josh Allen problems when his offense was great, so it's gonna be a tough struggle this week. And even though they're at home, I think the Jets, I think the Bills win and get back on track. But you know they gotta pick things up quickly because they may miss the playoffs, which would be an absolute disaster.
0: Jamie, what do you make of what's going on with Aaron Rodgers? I, I mean, how how does it make sense that he suffers an injury? that takes between nine and 12 months to recover. And he thinks he's coming back by the end of this month.
1: You know, I mean, there is a recent example in this league of Cam Akers, you know, the Rams running back uh, two years ago, suffering an Achilles injury and coming back and playing. And, and, and clearly, you know, youth is on his side. And you, know, you can say that factored into it a little bit sooner. He's, his injury was in training camp. You know, Rodgers was week one. But if he's close, and he feels like he can play. And you know what? If the Jets are in somewhat playoff contention, it'd be a hell of a story. I mean, you know, think about all the conversations that for what we do, how much fun it would be, you know, talking about just the, the Jets and, and Rodgers back. And and really for, you know, for for the local audience, uh, that week 15 game is against Miami. You know, so you're looking mid-December. That's the, the target date if he is, in fact, trying to come back because – then they get Washington week 16. You know, the only reason I know that is because that's the fantasy playoffs. And if Rodgers plays against Miami, looks somewhat decent, the Washington matchup is as dream is as dream a matchup as you could possibly find. So imagine saying you're starting Aaron Rodgers in your fantasy playoffs. But um look, they uh they, they clearly have have missed him. Um and you know what? If he can come back, kudos to him to put a 39-year-old body off an Achilles injury behind an offensive line. That'd be a scary proposition if I'm looking at him for my starting quarterback for next year.
0: Sorry to break up the conversation here, guys, but I want to make sure that you got the best homeowners insurance out there, and that's why I direct you to Brunt Insurance. I've been getting my homeowners insurance from Brunt Insurance for about 10 years now, and I keep going back, I keep going back, I keep renewing because I know I have the most comprehensive coverage out there, and I'm getting it at the most affordable rate there is. You know, some of you guys, you're listening now on the west coast of Florida – God forbid you got some damage to your home because of the storm yesterday. Brunt Insurance, 954-589-2204, or you go to bruntinsurance.com. And yes, anywhere in Florida, Brunt Insurance has you covered. They have locations all throughout the state. So you could be calling from Pensacola or all the way down to the Keys and beyond. Greg Brunt and his team at Brunt Insurance, his fully licensed staff, They have the expertise, they have the experience, they know what area you're calling from. So they're going to know exactly what type of coverage you need, what kind of policies you have to make sure you have. Hey, that also includes trailers and motorhomes. Let the team at Brunt Insurance help you learn more about your policy options so you're making an informed decision that's not going to keep you up at night. And you don't even have to own your home. Renters insurance, condo insurance, all the options out there. It could make your head spin. Brunt Insurance specializes in making the confusing crystal clear. When you call 954-589-2204, you're making the right call. BruntInsurance.com, the only insurance agency that I'm gonna send you to. All right, let's talk about tonight. Bengals and Ravens. Who do we like, Jamie?
1: I don't think many people are benching Joe Burrow, but I don't like the setup for him. You know, uh we're looking at Ravens defense number one in most fantasy, the fewest fantasy points allowed to opposing quarterbacks. He's now played them three times, going back to last year. You know, if you want to throw out week two because of the calf injury, fine. But three straight games under twenty fantasy points, they've had his number a little bit. Still no T Higgins; he's out with the uh, with the hamstring injury. So, uh, I think most people again are going to start Joe Burrow. But if you have other options, uh, have other options. Like for example, I like Sam Howell better. I like Brock Purdy better. I like Josh Dobbs better. You know, guys that have played very well of late also. And you could throw Kyler Murray and uh, and and even Justin Fields in the mix just based on what those guys will do with their legs. So. Jamar Chase is a must-start guy. It's hard to bench Joe Mixon, but again, tough matchup. And on the other side, you know, I think Lamar Jackson, if you want to talk about MVP, this is the perfect opportunity to go out and make an MVP statement, you know, playing a team that many consider to be one of the better teams in the AFC still. uh, Primetime game. He hasn't had a big statistical, you know, season despite his play because his play has been really good. So he's a must-start guy. I think Gus Edwards is sneaky. They just gave up 150 yards, Bengals did, to Devin Singletary. Keaton Mitchell is a good flyer. You know, he's been playing great in limited snaps. Maybe we'll see a little bit more from him. And then obviously Mark Andrews is a must-start guy as well.
0: Raiders and Dolphins. Uh, Dolphins are almost a two-touchdown favorite. What do we like here?
1: Well, we like the Dolphins at home. You know, their three home games have been magical. Uh, Obviously the Denver game, you know, you look at the Giants game, you look at the Patriots game, you know, their offense has showed up huge in those games. And, you know, it's really curious. If you were to say Josh McDaniels is running the ship, I would think they might be, you know, at least two touchdown favorites, if not more. You know, they're pretty close to it right now. You know, maybe 17-point favorites. You know? So give Antonio Pierce a little bit of a, a bump from that team, and we'll see how this defense holds up. But they did just play the Jets and the Giants, so take that for what it's worth from an offensive standpoint. Uh, Miami should do whatever they want to. You know, the big key really is, is Devon H.M. playing or not? Uh, obviously, Mike McDaniels keeping that a little bit close to the vest. Uh, if he's out there, a must-start guy, and I still think most a must-start guy, and then obviously across the board, everybody else. You're starting Tua, you're starting Jalen Waddle, and obviously you're starting Tyreek Kill. For the Raiders, it's Josh Jacobs and Devontae Adams, and really that's it. Jacoby Myers has really tailed off with Aiden O'Connell. He just has not been getting the production. Three starts for him, six catches in those three starts, so it's been a misery for Myers who was off to a good start initially. Uh, But obviously it should be a fun offensive game for the Dolphins if they continue to do what they do at home.
0: Jamie, any reason to believe the Dolphins are not going to win this division?
1: at this point no i mean clearly buffalo struggling obviously the jets and and the patriots not there Um, it would take an absolute collapse for miami to lose the division so let's hope that's not the case because right now they're hosting a playoff game and you know still in contention for the for the one seed so if some things break their way and and again they have a lot of home games still which has been great uh for them they could they could end up as the one seed so i would be very surprised if they miss playoffs
0: all right let's go through the marquee positions here jamie give me your uh give me your big plays
1: well, we're safe at quarterback. You know, the guys that are missing on a bye this week, no no name of, of significance. So, uh, for me, I'm going back to Mahomes at one. Uh, but it's Mahomes, Jalen Hurts, Tua Tungvaluwa, Lamar Jackson, C.J. Stroud. Those are the guys that are up there. Um, Stroud has worked his way into top five contention. Um, for the running back position, it's, you know, a lot of the same names. Um, right now, I'm on the cusp of H.N. as a top five guy. He's not in the top five. But if you were telling me he's practicing in full wow. by Friday, he may be up there. But – uh, it's McCaffrey, it's Eckler. Um, Travis Etienne has been awesome this season. I think I have Josh Jacobs at five. If not, he's right there. But Brees Hall, I think should have a good game as well uh, as the Bills' run defense has struggled. Wide receiver, it's a pretty easy position to rank. Number one for this week for me is CeeDee Lamb, just an unbelievable role. But Tyree Kill is two, uh, Stephon Diggs, Jamar Chase, uh, Amara St. Brown, Keenan Allen, those guys are all up there. And then tight end, it's actually been a good year for tight ends. You know, And, and it's funny, you know, if you get to your trade deadlines coming up, This is not a bad year to try and trade Travis Kelsey because his name value is clearly still huge. He hasn't had the big season yet, maybe a little bit, too other things on his mind. Uh, But if you can trade Travis Kelsey for, let's say, a Dalton Kincaid, a Sam Laporta, and something else pretty significant, somebody trying to capitalize on still getting one of those other tight ends that are playing well, you can trade Travis Kelsey, turn him into something, two good players on your roster. But Kelsey, uh, TJ Hawkinson, Mark Andrews, uh, Dalton Kincaid, and Trey McBride, another tight end that's on the rise right now.
0: Jamie, who do we need to keep an eye on? Uh, injuries? I mean, obviously, A Chan, but who, who else do we need to keep an eye on the next couple of days?
1: Yeah, to two guys coming back from IR. You got A Chan, number one, and, and Justin Jefferson, number two, and, and he may play this week. You know, the tricky thing is it's Sunday night, so you have to, you know, really be cautious about your lineup because they may not make him active until game time. We could get the, we'll test him out pregame workout type of deal, but obviously, if Jefferson plays, you're playing him. Um, the Texans wide receiver core, you know, talk about CJ Stroud and how he's been playing. Nico Collins missed last week's game. Tank Dell has been awesome when with Nico Collins out, but uh, Collins may return, so that impacts Noah Brown, who's also been doing a nice job lately. Um, Damian Pierce also for the Texans. If he's out, Devin Singletary was awesome last week with 150 yards rushing. So a lot of the uh, a lot of the focus right now is on the Texans just to see who's going to be in there for them.
0: Excellent job, Jamie. Tell everybody how they can hear you leading up to tonight's game and throughout the weekend.
1: Yeah, CBSSports.com, CBS Sports HQ. It's our 24-hour streaming network. You check us out there. Check us out on our Fantasy Football Podcast, which is also streaming on YouTube. Uh, we're broadcasting every day of the week. So hopefully you like your fantasy and football information there. And then always CBSSports.com for your written content. We uh, we've got start sits, ads, drops, all the things you need to make those lineups right.
0: Awesome. Thank you, Jamie. We'll talk to you next week. Have fun with the games this weekend. You too, man. Good to talk to you. Always a great job by Jamie Eisberg. Hopefully he was able to help you a little bit with all your fantasy football. Don't forget to set your lineups for tonight. By the way, hope everybody is, like, uh, weather's so bad. Finally, at least right now. I mean, it's windy as hell out there. It, there isn't rain. It's been raining two days straight. Broward County schools, they they closed shop today. So, hope everybody, especially in Broward, you're staying safe. Though, I'm pretty sure Miami-Dade got hit really hard yesterday or the last couple days, too. And Miami-Dade County, it's like, yeah, we're, we're going to push through it. Anyway, Before we get to Alex Marvez, we'll talk some AEW with him, we'll talk NFL, we'll get to the Dolphins with him as well. Gotta tell you guys, this Sunday, we're going to the Dolphins game, Dolphins Raiders, and we're doing another Johnny Cuba tailgate, that's right, with my man Andre, he is the Tranquilo guy, we're gonna have Johnny Cuba beers for you to come by, Are You Hungry Grill, my man Raul is gonna be cooking up the food, Are You Hungry Grill, and we're going to be doing, uh, I'm going to be on their podcast. We're doing a live edition uh, on the State Tranquilo podcast. So that will be on Sunday, Dolphins pregame. So come on by, uh, probably in West Orange area. But I- I'll let you know that morning exactly where we're set up, exactly where they're set up. Uh, they're also giving away tickets. They're giving away two tickets to the game this weekend. And you want to order your food in advance. It's just $15 and you get food. You get all you could drink courtesy of Johnny Cuba. You go on to my stories. You'll see, I posted the story there. Uh, you can also go to the Tranquilo guy, Andre. He's got all of the news right there for you. And yeah, I hope to see you this Sunday. Again, Dolphins Raiders pregame tailgate. We're going to do a little live edition of their podcast. I'm going to sit down and join them. We're going to have a lot of fun. So come on by. Dolphins are going to take that ass against the Raiders this weekend. All right. AEW Full Gear is this Saturday night. Of course, we're going to have a, a bonus episode. We'll preview Full Gear tomorrow on my wrestling podcast it's still real to me but joining us here from out in california because that's where it is this saturday in los angeles aew full gear alex marvez nfl radio of course aew reporter he's got his he's got his hand in a bunch of different cookie jars it's great to have you aboard here Alex. so let's let's talk a little bit about aew a little pro wrestling first and then i'll get your thoughts on the dolphins who of course You covered for many, many years down here in South Florida. So first up, you guys are out in Los Angeles. Big show this Saturday night. Big main event, MJF Jay White. Is MJF the hottest star in pro wrestling right now?
2: I think he is. I'll be quite honest with you. I would say if you look at wrestler of the year, which I, you know, it's objective, of course. And Will Osprey's had an amazing run of incredible matches in 2023. And I don't want to take anything away from him. But when you look at the total package, quality of wrestling match, when you look at the, the character development, so to speak, of MJF, the evolution of him, as you will, as a performer, both inside the ring and on the mic. And he was always a great interview, but I just feel like MJF has taken it to a new level. And I also think, too, you could see the level of trust that AEW management has in Maxwell Jacob Friedman, right? I mean, he is the mantle, you know, standard bearer, mantle carrier, whatever you want to call it for our company. And I think he's doing a really nice job of it. So I'm excited about that. You know, obviously a couple of intriguing storylines here. Jay White has had his number For quite a while, undefeated in singles competition since joining AEW, former champion in Japan, the first triple crown I believe champion in New Japan. I mean, he won, you know, he won everything. Basically, that was there to win there. So you've got that. You've got the Devil storyline. Who is that under that mask? You got Samoa Joe, and of course, he has uh, offered his services to mjf for the Zero Hour, a buy-in for full gear, where it's going to be mjf single-handedly right now defending those titles against the guns, uh, the Ring of Honor World Tag Team titles. So. I think Zaslow, he is really doing an incredible job. And, you know, the amazing part is for Max, what, 27 years old? I mean, really, I think that the best is yet to come.
0: Rick Flair put out a tweet yesterday that he just met MJF for the very first time. And like he was humbled to meet him. He thinks he's outstanding. W- w- what are your experiences with him behind the scenes?
2: Well, it's interesting because I was at the bar last night, and been no shock to anyone, Rick Flair was there, and you know, and I got to see that this big handshake between Rick and MJF as they conversed. Max is a perfectionist, man. Zaslow, no joke. I mean, he knows what he wants. I mean, yes, he can have a fun time, and there is a human being behind all of this. But make no mistake about it: the the MJF that you see on camera isn't all that far removed, you know, from the quote real life MJF. I mean, he is determined to leave his mark in the pro wrestling business to be the best that he possibly can be, maybe one of the best ever. And I think it's a little premature when we start talking about best ever because of longevity of career, et cetera. But I think you see someone here who is multi-talented, multi-talented, multi-faceted. It's not just the wrestling, obviously, right? I mean, and now he's getting his star turn in a movie, The Iron Claw, the Von Erich movie that's coming out. You know, he has a a producer's uh, title on top of that, as well as an acting role in it as Lance Von Erich more talented than Lance von Eric, but nonetheless, I, I think that's, what's exciting about it. And ha- listen, having a mentor like Ric Flair, if Mem JF wants to turn to him to ask some questions about how to carry himself as a champion, so to speak, and continue his road in pro wrestling, who better than the nature? Boy? Do you have uh, any
0: relationship over the years with Ric Flair?
2: 1989, Rick brought it up at the bar last night. That's how far we go back. Because when I was at the Miami Herald and he remembers it, writing one of the very first national pro wrestling columns, I did a very big story on Ric Flair at a time when pro wrestling was not mainstream. In fact, Zaslow is really frowned upon uh, by a lot in the sports community because of the belief, oh, it's fake. Really? Oh, wow. Good. Glad you figured that out. But my point, though, is that with Rick, we've had a friendship ever since then. So we're coming up now. What? I mean, my gosh, I'm even thinking about it, you know, 30 something years of knowing each other. And, and, you know, he's listen, Rick, you got to understand when Ric Flair is around almost every wrestler, it's like a kid in a candy store. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's like, everyone's just so excited. I want to grab a drink with Ric Flair. I want to have a conversation with Ric Flair. I want to talk to him. I want to say, thank you. Those types of things. I mean, it's really grand poobah type status. And I just think a great addition, to our company as well. Listen, I'm not expecting Rick to, to go, you know, he's to go work 60 minute matches ever even wrestle again. I, I don't dismiss the possibility, but he's 74 years old, but I still think he has so much that he can offer to the pro wrestling business and he makes us a better company having him around.
0: It's amazing that he remembered that like you must have been you must have been touched that he brought that up.
2: Yeah, I mean, we've been friends, you know, like he, that's I, what I consider is interesting. I actually watched a uh, University of Minnesota football game with him, a subject near and dear to his heart, because for those who don't know, uh, Rick Flair, his first year in college uh, with the Golden Gophers was as a 260 pound offensive lineman. But yeah. he liked the party lifestyle too much, and he wasn't really big on going to class. Uh, you know, he loved football, and he still follows it very closely, as we see by all the uh, Jim Harbaugh controversy with Michigan right now. But nonetheless, I mean, that's that's how far we go back. So Rick has always been incredibly gracious to me, and and I really truly appreciate. it. I appreciate him being with our company.
0: I told you, I've told you this in the past, where that wrestling column that you used to write in the Herald was a really big deal to me at eight, nine, ten years old back then, because. I knew you from covering the dolphins and then I'd open up the Herald and it's like, wait, the guy who covers the dolphins, he also likes pro wrestling. Like I do, you know, it, cause it was not cool to like pro wrestling back then. And it was a really big deal to me that, hold on. I like sports. And I also like pro wrestling and there's other people out there who are doing that also It's a really big deal to me back then.
2: Well, I mean, things have changed, right? I mean, pro wrestling has acceptance now. People view it in a much more different light than back then. I had uh, editors tell me, listen, we think your career is going to be hurt by yeah. the fact that you write a pro wrestling column. Yeah. That maybe that, that people wouldn't take your reporting on real sports seriously. And that did have a big influence on my career i mean one of the reasons that you know maybe i didn't try to go into wrestling full-time at some point or yep. maybe just even continue doing some different things with pro wrestling and i still continue the column but you know there was always in the back of my mind am i affecting my credibility based upon this and really i shouldn't have listened i mean listen i'm not going to complain about my life i'm very blessed to do what i do but it just was a different time and now and one of the things that drives me crazy saslow is that everyone thinks they're an insider and there's so much stuff there out on the internet and, and, you know, things that I know is from being there half truths, you know what I mean? At best, or just maybe one person's opinion and it's coming out, you know, I really, you know, I sort of long for the days and maybe it's self-loathing, but maybe just maybe not knowing what's going on behind the scenes, just letting it come to you, just enjoying the product, enjoying surprises, not getting involved in people's personal lives, or if they're having a dispute about how a match is going to go or how a match is going to end. I mean, those are the like who's coming in, who's not. To me, if I'm a fan, I stay away I from the internet legitimately yeah. because you just you know it spoils the surprise yep. and it paints a picture. It really isn't accurate about our company. And I think that's been one of the most disappointing things about 2023. AEW is a great place to work. It really is. And it's people who care. And, and I'm not just saying that because I make money from there. It really just is that way. And I've worked at some pretty bad places, okay, through the years. Not a ton, but I've seen bad companies. This is not a bad company. This is a good company. We continue to grow, and I'm proud to be. I'm proud to be with it.
0: So of those
2: half-truths
0: that you hear out there from the wrestling media, is, is that the one that you would push back on that it's not a good place to work?
2: I think that's one that, that's, you know, it just paints us as, as a company that's in chaos. But listen, do you ever see the Muppet Show growing up, Zaslow? Mm-hmm. I've heard 30 Rock, right? Where there's all this chaos before a show and then boom, the product comes on and you'd never know. As an average fan, right? I mean, there was a report about one wrestler refusing to lose to another wrestler uh, recently in a in, you know, at AEW. And that wasn't that wasn't the whole story that was being told. It's not me to correct these things, right? I'm not out here. That's not my job. I don't work in media relations. I'm not out here to try to expose anything on the business, but I just think that there's some AEW hate watching at times. I think there's some people who, you know, look, are just aren't fans of our product and try to tear it down. It's unfortunate. It is what it is, but. Trust me, we keep going strong. It's still the greatest startup and the most successful startup in the history of pro wrestling. And I don't think see things changing anytime soon.
0: AEW full gear this Saturday night. Uh, I'm very much looking forward to it, especially the main event. I'm very much looking forward to Swerve Strickland and Hangman, which I think has got a ton of juice to it. I'm hoping uh, Tony Storm wins that, that championship. Uh, I'm a big fan of everything Tony Storm is doing right now. You You mentioned the Iron Claw movie, which is coming out next month. Alex, I can't wait to see this movie. Are you excited about this movie?
2: You know, it's interesting because the Von Erich family is such a tragic situation, right? It's, you know, a father and Fritz Von Erich. Those who don't know, I mean, this was one of the first families of pro wrestling, so to speak. And, you know, they were just monster stars in Texas. But they had a dad who continued to push his kids. To a point and, and proclaiming things about them that just weren't necessarily true and unfortunately you know you had a, a you know one of the sons a dying of what you know really was probably a drug overdose it's always been a mystery over in japan what exactly happened you have you know another son commits suicide another son commits i mean it's just crazy. But, you know, Kevin Von Erich, the last survivor of all this Aslo, and he's moved back to Texas. His kids have gotten involved in pro wrestling and, you know, but not to the extent. Maybe they will a little bit more in 2024, not to the extent of the Von Eric family. But it is a it is a legacy piece. And listen, Aslo, it's amazing because pro wrestling is a form of entertainment of obviously. But there are some great potential movies that are coming out. You know, Lady of the Ring is coming out you know, uh, pretty soon, I believe. It's Queen of the Ring. I'm sorry, it's what it is. Jim Ross is, you know, involved with that project. That's coming out. Uh, You know, you have so many neat stories that have taken place in wrestling. We saw a little tease of it with Young Rock when that was still on NBC. Mm -hmm. But I think the Von Eric movie is going to do pretty well and it's going to draw attention to really what was an amazing time in Texas because the Von Ericks truly were rock stars.
0: Yeah, I'm going into it. I'm excited to see it, but I'm going into it also, like trying to prepare myself to be like just heartbroken because I know it's going to be, really, really heavy. Uh, yeah, I'm very much looking forward to it. Again, AW Full Gear this Saturday night. It's going to be a fun show. Alex, of course, is out there already in California, in Los Angeles. we we'll get right back to the conversation in a second, guys. But let me tell you about North Fort Lauderdale Subaru. North Fort Lauderdale Subaru, the only car dealership I personally endorse on Zaslo Show 2.0. Because at North Fort Lauderdale Subaru, you're getting that guaranteed Car shopping experience, no anxiety, getting the best deal possible, just a relaxing environment. You walk through the showroom doors at North Fort Lauderdale Subaru, brand new state of the art facility on North Andrews Avenue. You can see the building from I 95 at the Cypress Creek Road exit and at North Fort Lauderdale Subaru. You're going to find the vehicle that you're looking for. Plus, Maybe you're not even looking for a new car. Maybe you just want your current car to get serviced. Well, North Fort Lauderdale Subaru services all makes and models. That's right. And with an extensive new and pre-owned Subaru inventory, plus used cars, trucks, SUVs of every make and model, you're sure to find your next vehicle at North Fort Lauderdale Subaru. And all new Subarus and most pre-owned vehicles come with a lifetime warranty so you know you're covered. And right now, At North Fort Lauderdale Subaru, you can make zero down payment, make zero payment for three months, and make zero security deposit. So we're talking no more payments the rest of this year. No payments through the holiday season. You can't beat that. For more details, go to NFLSubaru.com. NFLSubaru.com. North Fort Lauderdale Subaru, the location you know with an experience you'll love. Let's talk a little bit of Dolphins here. So the Dolphins are back in action this weekend. Raiders. Dolphins had the bye, you know, the big theme nationally around the Dolphins is that they're frauds because they can't beat the good teams that they face, even though, you know, that their losses are, are the two teams that were in the Super Bowl last year on the road and who right now are at the top of the conferences are the Dolphins a fraud, Alex.
2: Oh, no. And this is the best thing for Mike McDaniel, to be quite honest with you, to have this in his back pocket, if he cares to use it as motivation, right? I mean, you're right. I mean, the Dolphins lost, you know, two very competitive games to Kansas City and to Philadelphia. And the Buffalo game had trap game written all over it. As you know, you're coming off a 70 to 20 win. It's hard to get the attention of your players to pay attention to detail after you wax an opponent like they did the Denver Broncos. I mean, the thing that concerns me about the Dolphins is the same thing that concerned me, oh, 20 years ago when I was covering this team, it's been a recurring issue is the offensive line. Because I think the one commonality, when you look at why did the Dolphins lose to Philly, Kansas City, and Buffalo, offensive line issues, right? I mean, to me, Kansas City just dominated up front. Philadelphia, we know what they bring from a pass rush standpoint. And also, you know, Buffalo that day, you know, A.J. Appanessen and company, they were on fire. So I think to me, that's an area where the Dolphins still need to improve. But let's not kid ourselves here. devonta Chan, when he returns to this offense, it changes. I mean, you get that explosive player. When you look at guys like Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle, it is just, and you know, the underrated Raheem Mostert, it's very hard to account for everybody, especially when two is making plays and usually he is making plays. So I think the dolphins are in a great spot to be quite honest with you, but the key is going to be a, a, at least, a, yeah, I can't even say a healthy offensive line because obviously it's a pipe dream always for the dolphins, especially with Teron Armstead in and out of the lineup, but getting some stability just making sure that if this team plays against a team with great pass rush, that they're able to give a time to get business done.
0: As someone who's covered the league for a very long time, I need you to help me out with something here because, uh, you know, it's a big story here, obviously, Belichick going for Shula's all-time record. Um, I've always referred to, you know, Belichick's last win a few weeks ago was win number 300. He's 28 behind Shula, regular season wins. But some people refer to it as Belichick is 16 back, 347 to 331, including the postseason victories. So which is it, Alex? Because, you know, we don't include touchdown passes, passing yards, receptions. We don't include playoff stats when we're talking about players' careers. So this is important. 16 wins is a lot different from 28 wins behind Shula. So what's the record? What are we talking about here?
2: I'll say this, aslo, whenever we talk about Don Shula, what is the number that pops in your head? three forty seven right? that that's the number of wins that Don Shula has. I mean, that is the seminal number for Don Shula. In fact, doesn't he have some some uh, marketing with three forty seven on it if I you know, of products and things. So it's Don Shula himself who will say, you know if he were with us, three forty seven you count the playoff wins. And that's how I answered. i I you make a great point. You know, we don't count, you know, things in the postseason toward regular season stats. I think just because we're trained to have certain things in the regular season and then it magically disappears in the postseason. But I go by the 347 standard when it comes to Belichick and, and um, Shula. But at the rate it's going this season's as low, I think Bill Belichick will be 80 By the time he breaks this record, if he keeps just winning two games a year, it is an absolute mess in New England. A lot of folks just wondering, is this the swan song for Bill Belichick? I believe Dan Orlovsky uh, fueled some fire by saying that he understands that Belichick has a coach and GM GM job lined up elsewhere for next year if he wants it. It might be a gracious way for the Patriots to move into a new era and for Bill Belichick to show that his way still works right now bill belichick the talent evaluator has killed bill belichick the coach no question about it Aslo, there's wide receivers can't get separation he has not he's drafted extremely poorly uh, you know think about this too from 2014 to 2019 every player that has been drafted in the first two days none of them have re-signed a second contract i mean how do you survive like that yeah you know you can't just bring in a free agent year after year you're going to be a 500 team basically you're not able to build around cornerstone players, and that's been one of the Patriots' issues, not to mention the Mac Jones situation and quarterback. So I, I'm. let's just put it like this. I knew that the post-Brady era would be different for Bill Belichick. I didn't think it would be this bad. I thought he'd have answers. Clearly, he has none right now, and this is a franchise in free fall.
0: I'll, I'll let you go on this. I may as well get your thoughts about the game tonight, probably the best Thursday night game that we've had yet this season. We got Bengals and Ravens. Also in that AFC North, you got – Steelers and uh, who the Browns, I mean, Steelers yeah. and Browns. So it's kind of like separation week for the AFC North. Give me some thoughts on the game tonight.
2: You know, it's fairly funny you mentioned this because before I joined you, I was working on my pregame show that will air from 7 to seven twenty-five 25 p.m. Eastern time on SiriusXM XM NFL radio channel 88. And looking at the Bengals and, and they're five and four, but not only are they in fourth place in this division, they're also 0 and 2 in the AFC North so far, and they're one and four in the conference. Zazlo e- even if the Bengals were to finish with a, a good, you know, good record because of what's above them, they may be on the outside looking in. This is almost a must win type of scenario. For Cincinnati at this point and obviously it's not going to be easy going on the road with the Ravens they're talking about playoff environment they're wearing all black uniforms we know Baltimore uh, beat Cincinnati in week two Lamar Jackson I think three and oh when he's starting opposite of Joe Burrow you know the thing for the Ravens is maybe they shouldn't lead going into the fourth quarter because no team falls apart like the Ravens lately when it comes to holding on to a lead in fact they're just the third team in NFL history's Aslo to lose four separate leads of 14 or more points in a game. That's what they did against Cleveland Browns last week. The Browns didn't lead until the final play and the game was over. In fact, the Ravens have led for all but about 29 minutes of this entire season, but they're seven and three. They beat themselves. If this team can get consistency in the fourth quarter, I I mean, you got to look at them as a very legitimate Super Bowl contender, but they should be kicking themselves for some of these losses. Indianapolis, Cleveland, when you're leading in the fourth quarter, you got to be able to seal the deal. It's going to be one of the big points of emphasis tonight for the Ravens if they're in that position against the Bengals.
0: Alex, excellent job as always. Tell everybody how they could hear you, NFL Radio, and how they could see you and AEW this Saturday night.
2: Yeah, NFL Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 88. I'm on a lot. I'll be on again not only tonight but on Saturday morning every week uh, working with Tim Brown, Pro Football Hall of Famer, and obviously Dolphins, Raiders will be a big focus of that, 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern time. And it's for AEW. Listen, we've got a monster weekend. You talk about full gear Saturday night on pay-per-view, but on Friday night we got three live hours of AEW coming at you from the Kia Forum. I mean, starting at 8 o'clock Eastern time, we've got Collision, a special Friday night edition going into Rampage at 10 Eastern. We got our our pregame show, so to speak, for full gear coming up after that. There is so much AEW this weekend. If you have lost interest in pro wrestling but would be willing to give us a chance, I really recommend you watch it. I feel like it's an incredible product. No, I'm not being paid to say that. I really love what we do at AEW, and I just think it's something that, you know, trust me, get caught up in the excitement but join us if you can, watch us Friday night, get the pay-per-view on Saturday, and have a great AEW weekend.
0: Awesome job, Alex. Have fun this weekend. It's going to be a fun show. I'm looking forward to it. Thanks, Aslo. Appreciate you. Excellent job by Alex Marvez. We got a big wrestling show Saturday night, full gear. Are they going to get $60 out of me? I'm a game time decision. And, and of course, good opportunity for me to remind you guys. We're going to do a, a, an episode of It's Still Real to Me probably tomorrow that we'll be able to do a, a more of a, a a preview for Full Gear. So we'll probably get that at you tomorrow afternoon, a new episode of It's Still Real to Me. And this is a good opportunity for me to tell you guys, uh, you know, if you're thinking about getting a new home, if you need to sell your current home, I send you to Matthew H. Mashler, signature real estate finder. Matthew H. Mashler, your trusted real estate broker. If you're looking for that dream home in any part of South Florida, look no further than Matthew H. Mashler. Your trusted real estate broker has over a decade of experience. Matthew specializes in luxury homes. He's a certified luxury home marketing specialist. Huge pro wrestling fan. You know he's one of the founders of BRCW, Boca Raton Championship Wrestling. One of the big sponsors on It's Still Real to Me as well. Love having him and Signature Real Estate Finder part of the program. And it's not just if you're thinking about getting a new home. Maybe you're ready to take your real estate career to the next level, and if that's the case, join the Signature team. The Signature real estate companies are South Florida's industry leaders, ranked number one in Boca. They have offices all throughout Florida. Delray, Parkland, Fort Lardo, Naples, Miami, Palm Beach, the Signature team is where you want to be. So, whether you're buying your dream home, Matthew H. Mashler, 561-208-3334, maybe you're selling your property, realestatefinder.com or you just want to join the best in the business, contact Matthew H. Mashler today. 561-208-3334 realestatefinder.com Matthew H. Mashler, your pathway to exceptional real estate experiences. Let's get to big deal or not a big deal. Yes, big deal or not a big deal. We start things off with yesterday on first take. You guys know I love those are my colleagues. You know Stephen A. Smith and Kimberly Martin and Marcus Spears. Those are my colleagues. And yesterday, Wednesdays are my favorite day on First Take because my all time favorite, Christopher Mad Dog Russo, he is on First Take on Wednesdays, and here he is. He is tired of the of the coverage around Michigan, and specifically, he doesn't want to hear from Michigan guys like Desmond Howard and Charles Woodson. Anyway.
3: And Michigan makes it sound like they got some raw deal. And how dare you do this to Michigan? We're made shady. Did we kill the Astros? Did we kill Belichick? You're doing right, we did. And now we're going to go kill Michigan for doing the same thing. I cannot believe that Michigan is acting like they somehow got a raw deal. And by the way, no more Michigan announcers on television shows. Stevie. <laughs> Stevie. Michigan's program, that's you got it. no credibility. Guys, we high trophies. Well, boy, how they do that? I wonder who you're you talking against? about. Nonsense!
4: <laughs> they cheated! There's take your punishment. punishment, take the two extra games, and move on! <laughs> what are you talking about, Stevie? Desmond I'm not saying it's even being a college football player. Five, five, five minutes, we're going to get, bench. get. Bench.
3: He can call into the show. We gonna get what it. are you that's that's talking about? Yeah, five
4: minutes. I made minute. that very clear. Doggy, you out here starting mess now. Yeah. You what
3: mess did they make? Desmond. My, Des- you, yeah. How about Charles Woodson? Uh,
4: yeah.
3: How about Woodson is on Fox during the pregame on Saturday saying, this is a disgrace. You can't. He's got no credit authority. For you you started start network wars, man. He's on Hall of Famer. He's of <laughs> with it. What is he going to say? Yeah, you know, like Michigan did cheat, let's suspend him. He ain't going to say that. <laughs>
0: I'm going big deal. cause like Marcus Spears was, and Marcus Spears, by the way, laughing. How funny is I like? I like Marcus Spears a lot, but Marcus Spears is right. Dogs going to hear from from Desmond Howard. I'm going big deal. Big deal or not a big deal. So we talked earlier in the show and Trista Crick brought this up yesterday with Tyler Hero in the heat continuing to win without Tyler Hero. This is from the Levitard show. I believe it was yesterday, and here's Amino Hassan. Sample
4: size isn't small. I mean, that the Heat have decent success whenever Tyler Hero is out.
5: That's not a thing we're making up. I think to my eye, defensively they just get a lot better. But offensively they do struggle. That's that's the part that I think people gloss over. If you if your math is just wins and losses, binary, one or zero then it's like it's easy to come to that conclusion. But the reality is this is still, even with this 68 winning streak, one of the worst offenses in the league. Not just overall, but in the half court, they're 24th in the league in offense. They're just not good at scoring points. And now we're going on two seasons of this, of they're not good at scoring points. So there's no world where you can tell me we're better without one of our best offensive players for a team to starve for it. This is what the heat scored game by game against the nuggets in the finals 93 in in today's nba 93 points right 111 points that was the win 94 points 95 points and in an elimination game 89 points it's all good everyone's a defense wins championships you also have to score.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm going big deal because th- this unfortunately is a narrative now. But man, like uh, like I said earlier, th- there's a bunch of factors as to why the Heat are winning right now. The least of which being that Tyler Hero is not playing. Big deal or not a big deal? Yesterday, FS1 speak, Joy Taylor, star of that show, star of that network. But Emmanuel Acho yesterday. Here's Emmanuel Acho reacting to the Draymond Green
4: draymond continues to feel like he has to prove his toughness when nobody has ever questioned it and i hate when people are that questioning of themselves that they feel like they got to prove something to you when you didn't ask them a question see what draymond green needs is not an ejection he doesn't need to prove anything of himself he needs therapy Mm. Need therapy. Mm. Get rid of all them anger issues. Exercise them demons. How long are we going to continue to praise unnecessary mm. aggression? Yeah. Necessary aggression? I'm with that. But unnecessary aggression. Stepping on Sabonis bonus in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Unnecessary aggression. Kicking, hitting LeBron James with a sun no Unnecessary aggression. Putting Rudy Gobert in a chokehold on that's Rudy right. Gobert, just innocently trying to break up a little scuffle that's nonsensical. That's right. How long will we praise <laughs> unnecessary aggression? because we've seen it transcend the basketball court into the dude's actual life. Mm. So I'm not going to continue to praise the aggression because he put a dude in a chokehold. Ooh, big bad wolf Draymond Green came around the corner. I'm not with it. I'm not with it, James. He crossed the line. (laughs)
0: All right, I'm going not a big deal because it's not the NBA's job. And I don't know that Emmanuel Acho is saying it's the NBA's job, but it's not the NBA's job to figure out what kind of therapy or what Draymond Green needs to not act like a maniac. So, I'm going not a big deal. And finally, big deal or not a big deal, Major League Baseball has approved an Oakland Athletics move to Las Vegas. The Athletics' lease in their current stadium ends after 24. They're they're expecting a stadium to be ready in Vegas by 28. Now, this is a big deal, but it doesn't mean that the Athletics are leaving. It means that if they choose, they have approval from Major League Baseball, so I'm going not a big deal with the potential. Potential being a very big deal because man, like I can't even imagine it. It's it's got to be the worst thing ever. Obviously, if you're a sports fan, for your team to relocate and, and and I feel I feel bad for any fan base whose team has to relocate or a team whose relo- or a fan base whose team relocates for whatever reason. I'm, I'm just hashtag blessed that it's never happened down here. So I'm going. Not a big deal with the potential of being a very big deal. And that right there is another addition. A big deal or not a big deal. Alright! Today's show brought to you on part by Bet Online. Thanks to everybody who listened today. Make sure you listen tonight. 7 to 10 p.m. ESPN Radio. Amber and Ian, I will be filling in, co-hosting alongside my girl Amber Wilson. So listen, tonight, 7 to 10 p.m. I really hope you tune in. I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be a lot of fun as always. We got Thursday Night Football tonight. We'll talk to you on Saslow Show 2.0 tomorrow. You know what that means. Ah, the show is over. What better time now than to... Go out back with a six-pack of Johnny Cuba. That's right. That's what I look forward to after every show. And now my day's work is done. I got a six-pack of Johnny Cuba. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul. I'm going to sit outside by the pool here at the Zaslow Mansion and just enjoy the rest of my day. Having a Johnny Cuba makes me feel like I'm right back in the Caribbean. We're talking a refreshing German lager in a can. You can get it anywhere, Sedano's, Presidente, Winn-Dixie. And right now, you got special holiday prices on six packs of Johnny Cuba. Make sure you pick up your Johnny Cuba merch as well. We got the hot sauce coming up. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo because more is always brewing.